Yo, 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 that's my cue. Welcome to the Clay Band Podcast. This is episode 18. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you're having a great week. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Test complete. Welcome, Big Ben Chandler. Welcome back. Shout out to our listeners in uh, Australia. Shout out to Germany, Arizona, Washington, Texas. Lubbock. All right, Ben, are you ready for your spelling bee? Are you ready for yours? Yeah, you're going to kill me, but that's the funny part. I'm going to have you go first. Ben Chandler, are you ready to accept your first uh, word from the Clay Ben spelling bee? Um, am I allowed to ask for a uh, definition? You can. I don't think you'll need it, but if you want, I'll give you my best definition. Okay. Please spell the word chauffeur. Can you use it in a sentence? My mother was busy this morning and I had to have my chauffeur take me to school. Chauffeur. C H A U F F E U R. Yeah, you got it. Oh, man. I don't know how your brain stops, pauses, remembers where you were, and finishes. I don't know. It's a gift. Congratulations. Round one complete. Ben. Okay. From the, uh, from the eighth grade spelling bee, spell potpourri. Potpourri. Can you please use that in a sentence? My mother used to place potpourri on the, on the, uh, behind the toilet. Potpourri or potpourri. I'm just going to go fast. P-O-T-P-U-R-R-I. That is very close. Yeah, I'm out already. What did I miss? P-O-T-P-O-U-R-R-I. U. I missed my U, and you nailed your U. No, you, you got your U. You missed your O. Oh, I went pot curry. That's that's instead a, of pot that's, curry. That's a tough one. That's probably the hardest one on here. So I'm going to give you a makeup. Okay. M A. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Vacillate. To vacillate. Vacillation. Okay, vacillate. God. <laughs> V-A-S-C-E-L-A-T-E. Vacillate. Very close. Vacillate. V-A-C-I-L-L-A-T-E. I don't know that I was that close. But I did consider the C-I. I know you considered. I could tell. Okay, well, I just, ha- I just heard two... Uh, sounds to uh, Jeopardy sounds that said that I have been X'd and it's now your turn. Okay. Okay. I failed twice. So this for the win then? This is for the win. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and I feel like this is an appropriate word. Don't ask me to use it in a sentence. Thank you. Acquiesce. Acquiesce. (sighs) Acquiesce. A-C-Q-U-I-E-S-C-E. 
congratulations, Ben. That's awesome. Did I get it? You did. I expected you to get every one I get, give you. Thank you. You slow your you slow your mind down and you make it happen. I slow my roll. Well, I well, got you're, lucky. you're episode 18 champ spelling bee champion. Okay, well, you'll get me next time. Okay, well, congratulations. Thank you. Hey, let's talk about science. We all love science and news. Oh, news. I love that, that Mars has become part of our podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to occupy Mars one day. but um, We are. When we started our podcast, I, w- I wouldn't have gone to Mars, but I've already, I've already changed that stance. And as a matter of fact, I asked Gabby last night if it was okay if I went to Mars. Just you or not? You, you're not like, me. well, if they decide not to, is it cool if I still go? Just me and you will go. Yeah, but I've kind of thought about it, and I figure that it'll probably be the timing is going to be great for us. We'll be in our mid-60s. Yeah. The trip at that point is only going to be probably three to four months. Yeah. If that. If How about that? If you were guaranteed a spot on the first flight to Mars and you had to put down a non-refundable $200,000 deposit, mm-hmm. would you do it? I don't really want to go on the first flight. Well, or just any flight. How about that? Yeah, not the first. Just say you're you're guaranteed a spot if you want to go to Mars. Okay. There's going to be a huge wait list if you wait. There's going to be like if they start selling tickets. Even yeah, for it's sort years, of like the Cybertruck. Kinda. Yeah. Except like on steroids. I would actually go ahead and put my name down. I would. I you know in a, in that hypothetical world where I had the extra two hundred grand, I probably would. But I'd prefer to be picked. To well, prefer say, to be let's chosen. Say you had, Let's say you had $225,000 in your savings account. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to do it then because I feel like the biggest asshole ever. Like, see you guys. I, I'm, I'm going to try and come back. By the way, I'm using all of our money. <laughs> well, what do you care? You're, you're uh, a million miles away. Yeah. And are they so proud of us that they're like, take the money here? You know what? Here's a million dollars. Good luck in Mars. Like our dads, yeah, back in college. <laughs> Have fun in Mars. Well, I did, I, I did, uh, as much as I feel like I know about Mars, uh, for a layperson, I didn't know that we currently had working or not five rovers on Mars. So some are just sitting on there, not working, not some, like, I mean, there's well, two are not working any longer, they're just chilling. So we're just polluting another planet now. Yeah, or, or leaving artifacts for us to find later. Uh, Sojourner has been on Mars and inactive since 97. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was our very first rover. Okay. Pretty limited capacity. I think it went I think it went about 30 minutes once it landed and the battery power ran out and it's still sitting there collecting dust. Okay, I feel stupid for thinking that they were all still roving. Yeah, I mean, why? Yeah, I, I assume the same thing. Uh, opportunity and spirit uh, went together. Those two uh, both went around 2011. No, I'm sorry. Those, those went in 2003. Those have been out of commission since 2018 and 2010, respectively. I mean, if, if we could land a rover on Mars, how? And, and talk to them. 
how come we haven't landed a person there yet? I, I guess just budget, right? Yeah, you know how did you know how much each one of these rovers cost? Two point five billion. That's pretty ridiculous. That's a lot of money, but it's pretty incredible that uh, if you can recall how how many many miles millions of miles away that is that we can operate a remote control car that far away. Yeah. And the, uh, the juice of that story, of course, is that curiosity is currently roving and it is hard at work. Mm -hmm. It's been drilling. It's been sending back information and NASA about four days ago released their paper on curiosity's latest findings. What did it find? Well, it, it found carbon. Yeah. Within the extraterrestrial alien landscape. Go on. You want to say something? I do want to say something. And I, I read the little excerpt from the article and they found this carbon, which um, is consistent with carbon on, you know, and comparable with- to Earth. Yeah. Comparable compared to Earth, but it seemed to me that every hypothesis, they were going out of their way to disprove that there could be or could have ever been life on Mars. I mean, why are they trying so hard to come up with when it's obvious that there's there's carbon there? Yeah. Life. Yeah. Carbon, Carbon means life. We all know that. We hear so much about carbon in our air and Carbon Climate copies, change, carbon copies, carbon paper. It's carbon uh, based. To me, it's 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 a wrap. It's a done deal. We we've discovered life on Mars, and I I don't know why they're trying so hard to to hide that. Yeah, to to push to to push back on it. Yeah, basically, what you're referring to um, is the idea that this ancient bacteria uh, produced methane. And then that methane mixed with the atmosphere and left behind that footprint. So I'm in. If it's, if there's if it's methane, then you know they, there's yeah. already a fart club on Mars. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, fart club at fart club on Mars at gmail.com. Sports opinions. You know we got ooh, sports opinions. Sports opinions. My old man sent me this. Okay. This Los, was his Los this Angeles was his, Rams. What year? 19. It says 1971 on here, but I think this was his. Yeah, here's 760 is notes from team meetings, July 1973. July 73. He was in training camp with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, didn't make the team, but um Nonetheless, he got the notebook and he still has it, still had it, gave it to me. It's almost yeah. 50 years old now. And here we are almost 50 years later. And um, Matt Stafford has won his first two playoff games. Dallas's own. Highland Park. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Highland Park to playing SEC football. Um, living says, in oh, posh oh. Detroit. Yeah, living it up in Detroit for a decade. Um, but you know, anywhere, any big city you live in could, would be awesome if you made eight figures. Yeah. I mean, think about it and 
people feel felt bad for him saying, oh, he's such a talent. He's just never had players around him to support. And I'm so happy for him. And I, I mean, I'm not unhappy for him. I, it's it a great like, story. They have a likable coach, likable team. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like him. I think if if I had to pull for any team at this point, it'd be the Rams. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool that I th- pretty neat that these are the fi- this is the final four. Not many people would have picked. The, I mean, obviously the Chiefs were, were kind of a shoe in from the get go, even though they struggled early. Um, but it's I don't there's not the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Rams. I don't dislike any of these teams. I don't either. And we could have a throwback. 33 years, throw it back to Boomer and Joe. Um, that was the first Super Bowl I really remember watching. It was a 3D halftime show. It may have involved Michael Jackson. It wasn't the one where he was standing there frozen for three minutes. It was a... Yeah, that was 88? Well, that, that one was in like 93. But oh, 88, okay. I just remember having... Everyone had 3D glasses on watching the Super Bowl. That's all I really remember about the game. And then John Taylor scored with 35 seconds left to to win. So I think that'd be neat to see a rematch since he yeah. versus uh, San Fran. But, you know, to me, San Fran is like, they remind me of those sneaky Giants teams with Eli when they weren't really that good, but they got yeah. hot in the playoffs and they just, they played good defense. Um, and even those, uh, those Giants teams were, were even better probably than these, this Niners team. If you didn't have that kind of weather game against, Green Bay, I don't know that that we'd had the same outcome. That that weather just flattened that game completely. It did, but you know, you're playing in uh you're 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 playing in uh Aaron's backyard there. I mean, it, that's supposed to work to their advantage. But yeah, it re- but it reminded me of uh when Favre Favre's last <clears throat> I think it was his last game with the Packers when um they were favored to go to the Super Bowl and they lost home to Eli and the Giants. Yeah, it's interesting. It definitely uh the the game none of them the games went the way we expected, most of them. I still would have been intrigued with a another opportunity for Brady to get another Super Bowl. I wouldn't have been bothered by watching him him take on one of these super teams again. But I love the I love the final four we got. I'm pulling for the Bengals. Yeah, of course. I'd, I'd like to see the Bengals. You know, we've talked about going to Cincinnati. It's just a town we both like. Yeah. A solid um, all-American town. Right on the river. Got a cool cool setup there. And it's not really the Rust Belt. You go up there and it's nice. It's surprisingly nice. Surprisingly nice. It's, you know, it's on the border. It's more... The thing that annoys me about Ohio is everyone's an Ohio State fan, but not in Cincinnati because they're they're uh, UK fans. Yeah, they're UK and they're Bearcats. And they're Bearcats. Now they're Bearcats. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, there's all this chatter about, you know, changing this overtime rule, as there usually is the last few years when a game ends. I mean, a well, consequential game ends like that. Of course, they've changed it before. Regular season used to be sudden death, a field goal could win it. Now, if you have the ball first, you can't win it with a field goal. If you have the ball second, you can. And so now at least you're forcing the uh, the receiving team to score a touchdown. But still, I mean, both teams were so hot that the coin toss was going to decide the game either way. Right. And – I agree that that shouldn't be the case. I think, um, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. I think at least 
each team should get a chance. Like if they score a touchdown, the other team should get a chance to score a touchdown. I'm perfectly fine, by the way, if they implement the college uh, rules. I know that they're afraid of injury is what they're all saying, but. But you got to, yeah, then at that point, you got to come up with a tiebreaker because, um, you know, if, uh, if the Bills go down to score, as you would expect them to do, and tie the game, um, you can't end in a tie in, in the playoffs, obviously. Right. So then what do you do? You, you uh, do. You just escalate like, the two point, you know? Well, you could do it like, uh, then you could do it like college, you know, you just, each team gets a two-point conversion try over and over and over until someone fails. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know that I even expect the change to be made. I think I, I may just talk about it and then not do anything. No, I don't think there will be a change. A lot of people, I think, wanted to see Buffalo win because Kansas City's already won a Super Bowl. They've been to four straight AFC championships. And, uh, I, I mean, I like Josh Allen a lot. Yeah, um, Buffalo fans are long suffering. They, of course, when we were kids, they lost four yeah. straight Super Bowls and then didn't do anything for about twenty five years. And now they have their Messiah and, and Allen, and he is he's he's fantastic. He's, he's great, straight out of Wyoming. But so, who's your? What are your picks? Um, I'm going to go Bengals, Rams. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams and the Chiefs. I'm just that's the easy. The easy pick. I, I I don't see the Chiefs. I think if they were going to lose, they were going to lose last week. I think the Bengals. You know, like like you said, they're going to play like they have nothing to lose, but they're still going to be some of the. They're they're just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. There's something to say for being haven't been there before. They've got their whole careers in front of them. Talking about Burrow and Chase. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. How, I mean, I would I would say that you know, to make it to this game for LA was, it's not going to be enough, but I would say it, you got what you wanted out of Stafford to get to this point. I think they, yeah. you know, they obviously want to, super, you know, want to get to the Super Bowl, but, and I expect them to, too, but uh, yeah. classic was, uh, California matchup. Yeah. It was a great trade and um, a rematch of the 89 NFC championship. Freaking encyclopedia. Yeah, in which Joe just shredded the Rams' defense. Here we are again, talking about the thing we like to do. Oh, that's right. Talking about the things we like to do. Shout outs to Meatloaf and uh, Louis Anderson. Yeah. Uh, both of them moved on to the next plane since our last podcast. Surprised to hear that Louis was still alive. He didn't look quite human. Looked like there was something else going on with him. Yeah, he's very, very interesting uh, case study and like a, a long, a long running comedian. Uh, you didn't necessarily hear about him a whole lot, but he's definitely been fairly re- relevant since he's been on the scene he's, he's an emmy he's emmy award winning 
He was huge in the 90s, and he had the cartoon Life with Louis. He's always huge. Yeah, he was always huge for a guy his height. You know, he's born in Minnesota. Of course I knew that, yeah. Okay. Um, I I really, um, I loved him on baskets. Um, He did win an Emmy for that. Um, He also, I don't know if you knew this, but he was in Cloak and Dagger. I didn't know that. Filmed where? San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. He was a, he was cab driver number two. Uh, yeah, Louis. We used to uh, rent his his stand ups his stand up specials from Blockbuster and watch him as a family. Okay. Because he was he was somewhat clean. Yeah. Um, Self deprecating. Yeah, very much so. And then uh, then we rented another one, and he was using Christ's name in vain pervasively and so we turned it off yeah but good for you i didn't turn it off i i did want to talk about meatloaf a little bit because he he's relevant uh for many reasons in our lives but one born in dallas he's a texan uh mm-hmm. two unt's own he went to unt wow i didn't know that yeah um and some other things i bet you didn't know is that uh meatloaf in the 80s, opened for The Who, mm-hmm. opened for Grateful Dead, opened for Bob Seger, Alice Cooper. Um, he starred in Hair, as you know. He was in the original cast of the Rocky Horror Show. Um, and he's a Grammy Award winning, obviously. Because as mm-hmm. you know, well, you may not know exactly what he won't do, but he would do anything for love. Yeah, what wouldn't he do? He will never know. We'll never know. I think we all wondered. Then, of but, course, his big, his yeah, big comeback and um, his, the, the Clayton and Ben link would be the movie that we saw four times in a week <laughs> in theaters. Still one of my favorite movies. I, I watched it recently, and it, it withstands the test of time, particularly his performance. Yeah, and of course, you're talking about Fight Club. His name was Robert Paulson. It was. Now, the real reason we're podcasting tonight, you want to you want to tell them? Yeah, and I, I I agree with you. There's one reason we're we're meeting, and it's to discuss what's going on in Missouri. Are they in Missouri? Yeah, they're in Missouri. Yeah, they're in Missouri, specifically in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, welcome and back, Ozark. Yeah, it's about freaking time, Ozark. I barely remember what you were doing. I remembered who supposedly died. Didn't get a body ID. Um, interestingly, just to kind of lay the framework for this. Uh, first episode of season four uh jason bateman usually directs these first episodes he's usually the guy that uh sets the season up um and as you know he did not direct this episode i know that because you put it in um our run sheet who is the director andrew bernstein and what has he directed he's directed well fear the walking dead uh most recently he's a longtime director i mean he directed a lot of old er episodes 
He's he directed a lot of Mad Men episodes, West Wing, and this is his sixth episode of Ozark. To three big shows that I never really watched. And this episode, episode one, the beginning of the end. Oh, and you know, spoiler alert. In case any of you haven't watched episode one, turn off the podcast and then turn yeah, it back on for, after. Yeah, for that matter, season three, episode whatever that was. Season three. Well, oh, yeah. the way season three ended, but we're going to say, yeah, sorry. Sorry for the spoiler, but. Um, that's their own fault. That's their own damn fault. For I mean, they had two years to watch season three, right? Or yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. Long time. All right, so I'm going to just lay it down for you. I'm going to I'm going to lay this episode down. Sum it up gonna, for me. All right, we watch episode one, which is a lot to unpack, and we're left with four problems for the Bird family, for Marty, for his wife. Uh, number one is Ruth. Ruth is still a big part of the show. Big fan of Ruth. Ruth has left the Bird operation and is now working on her own to launder her own money through a hotel that she just purchased. Well. Is she working on her own? Mm. She's working with Bro and Darlene. Yeah. Cuz and Darlene. It's her cousin, right? Oh, okay. They're working for Darlene. And not only are they going to be laundering money through the hotel, the money that they're going to be laundering will be will come from the poppy trade. Yep. Which is, as we know, alive and well in Missouri, apparently. Apparently so, yeah. Um, problem number two. Marty's son, Jonah, 14, and now seemingly under the employment of Ruth. Yeah, and I can't really even remember what drew him to Ruth other than their um, mutual affection for Ben. That's exactly what um, it is. I guess that's all it was. And um, she, uh, and this will come up in episode two, um, unbeknownst to the Bird family, <laughs> He took the liberty of delivering Ben's ashes to Ruth. And so I think that further endeared yeah. um, young Jonah to, to Ruth. To so, middle-aged okay. Ruth. <laughs> okay. And then we jump, we jump to the third problem, which is uh, uh, nephew to uh, our drug lord, Javi. See, and... I'm with you. They're setting nephew up to be a big part of this uh, of this season, and um, nephew's a bit of a screw up. He's family now. He's <laughs> he's a big part of the family, but he could he's he's definitely going to pose a huge problem. Um, yes, he's already come in guns blazing. He's a, he's a loose cannon, so we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll also mention that he apparently loves American pastries. Even though he's from Mexico, he lo- he likes our pastries more. I know. And it, as proud as they are of their pastries, I mean, you've been to uh, Mi, Mi Tierra, right? Yeah, I, I love a good pink cookie. Yeah, they're delicious. We we bought a, a bag full of them when we were down in San Antonio, and um, they didn't last the night. But yeah, and you, don't, you don't know if you love them or not. You think they're sweet. Are they sweet though? Are they sweet or anyway, I was surprised by his affection uh, for what looked to be just kind of like a pretty boring scone. Okay. And then four, we have the outlier. I don't even know his name, but he's already bothering me. And that's our private investigator. The PI. Yeah. And he'll, he'll be back. 
I'll just leave it at that. And he's good. He's good. I, I don't mean I'm not talking about his acting necessarily, but his uh, investigation skills are uh, quite good. And he's he's on to everybody. He's definitely on to everybody. All all he really wants is to get Helen to sign uh, the divorce papers. This is like uh, four part A because I don't. She doesn't get a number, but there's also still the outlier of. Where's Maya and what is, where's Maya's head and all this, the FBI agent? Yeah, I, um, man, they really, at the end of episode two, it, they really leave you with a cliffhanger. Okay. Um, and congratulations to Maya. She welcomed a beautiful baby boy, Wilson. Okay. You'll meet him in episode two. Big Sorry Tom Hanks that. fan. Yes. Sorry. Sorry for all the episode two spoilers, but um, now you're what you're doing is you're setting a foundation for uh, episode nineteen of our podcast. Hey baby, you, I wanna talk politics with you. Hey baby, you, I wanna talk politics with you. Oh man, look at my life. I'm alive. <laughs> Not like you were all to live on Uger Mountain and with the markers and the colored balloons. Here we are on Spotify. And I mean, the controversy of the day. Let's talk about it. Well, I was thinking of uh, going public with a threat myself. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're on all these different platforms. I mean, why do we need Spotify if they're going to espouse these controversial and, quite frankly, unethical claims of the efficacy of of the most important thing of our modern lives, and that's the vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine, COVID vaccine, which has prevented I don't know hundreds of people from getting COVID. Yeah, I mean it. It it almost prevented me a couple times from getting it. Yeah, but um, you know, either way, are, are you team Team Neil or Team Joe? Well, I got to tell you that if we're talking just about music, um, I'm always Team Neil. I love Neil Young. I've seen him in concert. I've seen him throw a fit on stage. Um, but he's. Go I grew up listening to my dad play his songs to me at, at bedtime. I would say though, that what Neil, what, what turned me off to what made me, I'm not team anybody. If I've got to pick a team, I'm going to go libertarian. I'm not picking Joe or Neil. I, I, I don't really know enough to, to pick Joe. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of his, uh, but I know that Neil Young is saying things like, you know, these 24 year olds expect uh, factual information from Spotify. And I, d- I don't believe that. I don't think anybody, any 24 year old thinks that everything on Spotify is gold. No, I mean, it's just another instance of, of a uh, celebrity punching down at, at his audience that disagrees with him. I thought you were somewhere on a desert highway. Ben rides a Harley Davidson. So, I, I, are you Team Joe? Is that what you're telling me? Um. Well, yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like you. I, I don't. 
I'm not going to come out publicly um, opposed to the vaccine or making vaccine mandate demands. I'm not really team either, but I think it's pretty silly that Neil's, you know, going out to getting Spotify an ultimatum. Okay, it's either yeah. me or Joe. Like, like that's a tough decision. For yeah, Spotify. they're like, you. We'll put you out to pasture, Neil. We yeah. pay we pay Joe a hundred million dollars for this to stream this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I know it's never easy when the episode ends. But we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Clay Bam Podcast. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week.